Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I've got some fun statistics to start today out with. Okay, okay. There might not be, historically speaking, a better team for the Steelers to face in a must-win game than the Indianapolis Colts. Do you know what their all-time record is against Indy slash Baltimore? pretty dominant, isn't it? 27-6. and Okay? Is that including including the—you said that's including the Baltimore era of the Colts? Yeah, that includes everything. That includes all the way back in 1950 when this uh, series began. After splitting their first four meetings, though, they've been 25-4 and four against the Colts. Jacob, since we've had breath in our lungs, the Colts have beaten the Steelers two times. I remember the two Twice. times. Do you? I was... Do you? What years? Was it 05 and 08? 05 and 08. Guess what happened in those years? The Steelers won the Super Bowl. So when the Steelers lose <laughs> so to the Colts in the, the regular season, <laughs> they win the Super Bowl. They need to lose this week. No, I... no. We can't, though, because then I think you're done. It's yeah, such it's... a catch-22. Well, then they, then they went out. That's it's how they do it. It's such a catch-22. I remember those, the, the 05 year. 05, that was I remember. the Monday night game. Yep. They got blown out, mm-hmm. and then that was the revenge game. Oh, wait, I only remember because I was there, Tom. It was in Heinz Field. I yes. think it was like the second game I'd ever been at. Yeah, it was at Heinz Field. Close game, and then Peyton kind of, I think, had like a last-second touchdown to Reggie Wayne, I think it was. That's actually correct. Oh, and really? Moelle Day yeah. Moore scored two touchdowns. Moelle Day Moore had game. his moment in 08. Two touchdowns, two tutties from Moelle Day, and two field goals from the toe of Jeff Reed, but 24-20 to was the final enough. score in Indianapolis. In that game. So that's the last time the Colts have beaten the Steelers in 2008. Wow. November 9th, 2008. Did not realize yes. that. And the last time that the Colts have won an in Indy is that 2005 game yeah. uh, against the Steelers. But Monday before night. that, 1984 was the last time Indianapolis Jeez. welcomed Pittsburgh into town and were able to get the victory against them. So. This I can't believe is, how you were saying the only two times that we've seen the Colts lose to the Steelers was the years where they won those, the Super Bowl. Those many years ago, yeah. Yeah, it that is. That far long ago. One, two, three. They, they haven't played. They don't play every year. No, they you don't. Know, honestly, surprisingly, they you know don't land in the same spot in the division. But ever since losing in 2008, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight games against the Colts for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you want to so quiz me nervous? again? Are can you, you like? Are you worried that you want to quiz me again? If I can name all those? No, no, I don't want to quiz you on that. <laughs> oh, it's not. What's important. the point of doing that? They're all wins. Just a win, yeah. win, 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 win. I'm win, trying win. to think if I can remember Last every. Last year, I'll, that was 24 to 17 in Indianapolis. The I remember that. I'll tell you another memorable one. There, I think it was. I guess it was 2019. When Minka had his 100 plus yard pick six. 26 24 Steelers. Tight game. Brian Hoyer at quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts in that one. And that was like Minka's, I think that was Minka's like first or second game first, played in Pittsburgh. I think, yeah, in Pittsburgh. His first game I remember was in San Fran. Yeah. Against Jim and he, he had, had a the pick. interception in that game. The Steelers yeah. had like six turnovers in that game and lost. still lost. I yeah. know. They became like the first team ever to have like a plus five. Turnover di- differential in a singular game and still lose that. So that this day. is a team that you you have completely really owned. good success over. And yeah, 
it's hard to really, you know, put a lot of stock into that because in the NFL, it's more consistent than college than right. with the changeover. But there's still a lot of changeover, especially, you know, they've got three wins against the Steelers between 1984 and 2023. It's been a completely different Colts team about eight or nine different times in between that span. And, yeah, you've had some good quarterback play. You go from Harbaugh to Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, obviously a little bit in between there. And now you're in that post-Andrew Luck purgatory, and you're still kind of swimming around there. But no matter what changes between both of these sides, for whatever reason, when the black and gold line up against that blue horseshoe on the side of that white helmet, they get the better of them over 80% of the time. And in a game now where... I firmly believe if you want to have a, a real chance, you got to win the next two games. I was listening to the point you're, after. You're looking at the next two rather than I'm looking at the next. Not two. this one. Well, I'm looking at looking this the one. following. I'm two. looking at this one for sure. I mean, I can't overlook can't overlook anything. But no. this is this is the one you got to win to get off to a good start. Yeah, right. For sure, you got to bounce back. And I was listening to the point after replaying in the SNR loop last night, and Rob King brought up how they go from seventy percent chance to make the playoffs two weeks ago down to the twenties this mm-hmm. week after the two losses to the Patriots and the Cardinals. He said if they beat the Colts and the Bengals, they shoot back up to about seventy percent. So that's insane to me. Huge. Just given how tight the race is overall, like why are the Steelers' chances so high? Because from six through eleven, they're all seven and six. Who's in sixth? The Steelers. They're in yeah. the front. They yeah, have all, all of the things you need right now right. are in the Steelers' back pocket compared to all of those other teams that are log jammed up in that seven. And, and six then spot. honestly, Tom, it and, makes a lot of sense too if you win this week because that's a head to head tiebreaker you have over one of those seven and six out of there. Yeah. And then even next week, that helps your percentages too because yeah, Bengals, Bengals are seven and six. Right? Yeah. I think they're going on eight and six with the Vikings coming to town too on Saturday. You think the, you're saying the Bengals, uh, the Bengals win this are going week. on eight yeah. and six? I mean, so that, who's their quarterback? Is it not Nick Davis Mullins. Mills? Nick Mullins. So right. you fast forward to that game, you get them out of there at eight and seven if you beat them. All of a sudden, you're eight and six. You know what I'm saying? Like I know what the you're percentage saying, goes Tom. up because you're knocking two teams down. As I know well. what you're saying, but you're talking about a team that just lost back to back games to two and ten teams. I know, but we're moving on, man. We're moving. Oh, on. This, is, this, it's this so is what hard. the Steelers do. They they turn the page and they win when everybody thinks the chips are down. They pull out uh, pocket rockets and get a straight flush on you. And I, with this Colts game, you know. Obviously, you want to hit the ground running here in this four-game stretch. You want to win all right. four games. As far as it being a loser-leave-town match, Matt Williams and I were talking about that last night. For the Steelers, it feels like it is more so than the Colts. According to EPA, the Colts have the... Only three other teams have a easier schedule down the stretch than Indianapolis does. So you really got to take care of business yourself here because yeah. it's it's going to be tight to hope that another team in that three-game schedule is going to take care of business for you against the Colts. Right. Now, they could, but it's you don't want to rely on that with such an easy schedule in front of you. Uh, so the Colts might be able to survive a loss here a little bit more than the Steelers are. For the Steelers, though, you know, you're not going to get that E next to your name if you lose this game to the Colts, but they might start st- sketching yeah. it in because that being in that hole 7-7 seven and seven with three games left to play even if you win those next three games, you know, you drop that one to Indy, going 10-7 and seven all of a sudden might not be a guarantee. Yeah. It could be the first nail 
not necessarily the last nail, but the first nail in the coffin if you lose this week. Because unbelievably, it looked like that nail might have started to go in after the past two weeks, but the rest of the AFC did you a huge favor and ripped it right back out. Yeah, every team is simultaneously placing in their own nails and their own coffins and then taking out nails of other teams for their coffins. It's just, the, the the only appropriate word to use is parody. It's just because I don't remember seeing this many teams this even this late in the season, Tom. Like, to say that we're talking about three teams that have a potential wildcard spot and then three to four teams beyond that that could claim one of those three. It's it's ridiculous. I really don't remember a time like this. Uh, every team, you know, we were talking about, could the Steelers be the only team to send? Could, could the Steelers be the division to send all four teams into the playoffs just because the other divisions are so weak? But now we're talking about the AFC South could potentially have three teams. The AFC West could potentially have two teams. The AFC East will have two teams. It's And the AFC North still has... So has all four teams competing. It's ridiculous. Four teams all over 500 right now. Only division in football that boasts that. The only one that's closest, unbelievably, the AFC South, who has three of their four teams over right. 500. Right. And it's funny at the beginning of the year with the AFC, we knew it was going to be this tight, but just in a different way. I mean, we keep harping on this, but you know, we thought it was going to be heavy <clears> at the top. We thought that there was those big three teams in Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas, Kansas City. City. And then we thought teams like Baltimore and Jacksonville and the Los Angeles Chargers and the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers healthy. We all thought right. they were going to, the Dolphins, could they were just, all going to be knocking on the door. Could you just imagine if Rodgers never got hurt well, and if Herbert was able to have a competent coach? We'd well, be 13 we, teams we deep. We all thought, well, my point is that we thought it was going to be this tight, but at the top. And all these yeah, teams right. were going to be Super Bowl contenders and... They were going to be worthy of being in that elite status conversation, and Mm -hmm. that was going to kind of push the Steelers down and teams like the Browns down and teams that are kind of not rebuilding but kind of in the the upswing of their current team structure. You know, that was going to hurt them, and instead what happened is the elite teams, there are none. I mean, maybe it's Baltimore. I you can And maybe then the say rest Baltimore. of the pack has just been kind of pushed down into this mushy middle. So you still have this really tight 11-team race in the AFC, but it's just a different kind of race. We thought it was going to be a race for the elites, and oh, all that five, number six, one seven overall of these seed. teams can all win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's like, Baltimore's good enough to do it. Kansas City has your doubts. Miami's soft. The Bengals are injured. The Bills got off to a slow. And they all just kind of fell back to this mushy middle. So still just as competitive as we thought, just in a much different yeah, light. Yeah, completely different. And the way you put it that really resonates with me is the fact that, you know, the Colt, or I'm sorry, the, the Bengals, uh, Bills, and, and Chiefs aren't at that top. And you would guess, oh, well, they're not there. Then it must be the Ravens and the Jaguars and the Chargers and the Jets all competing for it. But that's certainly not the case. Chargers and Jets are far out of the playoff picture. The Jaguars had a shot to really take things into their own hands. They're not doing that. The Dolphins had a shot to really be considered a legitimate threat. They lose to all the good teams they play, and then they just lost. They just became the first team since 2016 to have a 14-point lead with only three minutes left in the game and lose. So and you I've can't been, consider them and a I've serious threat. And I've been saying all along about the Dolphins, you know, the one thing I'll say is they haven't played good teams well, but they haven't played good teams at home yet. And I now them here at home. they are. They lost at home to the Titans yeah. in that fashion. When they were up so. 14 points with three minutes so left. So how much of a fortress can I really yeah. call that place? It looks like there's a little bit of a crack in the dam that is Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami. Now, you know, why should I fear going to Miami when I saw Tennessee do it? You know? I mean, Tom, I'll say this. We, we When we talk about Miami— 
Granted, it was Tua's first game back last season. The Steelers without T.J. Watt were within a score from winning that game in Miami on a Sunday night game last year. I know. with Without T.J. Watt, with Matt Canada still calling plays, there was a lot of difference between that team and, the, and this Steelers team now. Granted, the Steelers team doesn't look great, but you can't say that... Miami is just going to run away against the Steelers. Of course Especially not. Especially if TJ Watson. Miami's playing. not going to run away against anybody, I don't think. It's it's just such a log jam here in this conference. And you got to take care of business against the Colts in a game between the current six and the current seven seed. And the Colts have won four of their past five games. They had won four straight before last week against Cincinnati. Steelers obviously losing back to back games for the first time all season. And doing it to two and ten teams. So, as far as the form of these teams are concerned, they're trending in an opposite direction. The Colts are, despite losing last week, have been on fire lately. Have kind of been rounding into form down the stretch. Whereas the Steelers, you know, they lose that game to Cleveland, thirteen to ten. Then they have the four hundred yard performance against the Bengals, but then they drop those two games. So they've lost three of their last four games. So two ships going in opposite directions here, passing each other in the middle of the night. Steelers need to correct this quickly uh, because if the Colts win this game, that's five of their last six that they've won, and then they get to roll against teams like the Falcons and the Raiders before that final game of the year against the Texans. Uh, you said the Colts have the easiest schedule? 30, there's 30. three teams that have easier schedules, so fourth easiest schedule down the stretch. Gotcha. There's a Houston game at the end of it, so yeah, that, right. that looms kind of large, but definitely you know, Falcons and Raiders, not games that I see the... Those teams being favored, I think the Colts will be favored. I think the Colts, since they're favored in this game, will probably be favored in all their games down the stretch, except for maybe the Houston game, depending on the form of the teams uh, at that right. point. But they're both te- the Steelers and the Colts are trending in opposite directions right now, and the Steelers, you know, they need to get that kind of you roll into the finish line with your wheels kind of hanging by a thread feeling that has happened the past couple of Decembers in January where it hasn't necessarily been that strong finish that you've wanted, that you expect, that Tomlin preaches about all the time. Uh-huh. And now it's in front of you again where, you know, I know how dire the situation looks. It's 23% chance that you make the playoffs, but if you win all of your games, you're in. There's nothing anybody can do about that. So you have a chance to control your own destiny here, and it starts this week against Indianapolis and – Again, kind of like you alluded to, you win this game. Not only does it help your playoff standing, it pushes the Colts, but it out, knocks them a out peg of down. The playoff picture. You beat Cincinnati next week and knocks. Or I'm sorry, is it in two weeks? No, it's it's next week. You knock them a peg down. Yeah, I mean, you and you got and you got to be you got to be scoreboard watching now. Like you got to right. got to root for Minnesota right. in the game against the Bengals. You got to you got to root for Dallas because if Dallas can beat the Bills, yeah, that's huge. That could be you. a big death blow for Buffalo. Uh, they could still go ten and seven. You gotta have they the lose. Lions beat the Broncos this you gotta week. Gotta have the Lions beat the Broncos. Bills go to ten and go to seven and seven. They still went out at ten and seven. They have every tiebreaker under the sun going against them. So even at ten and seven, they might the Bills might have to go eleven and six to get into the playoffs. So yeah. you gotta root for Dallas to maybe give them the final death blow there. You gotta root for the Lions. You gotta root for the Vikings. Here's who a the, question: who the Texans playing? You the got Texans it. are playing. I. Th- Think uh, doing a poor job. Uh, they play the Titans. You so you gotta, I mean, the Titans. yeah, the Titans. I mean, Here's a weird one Titans. for you, Tom. Sunday night, Ravens and Jags. Do you just root against the Ravens? Because um, like, the Jags, don't you kind of want the Jags to win? 
just so that you don't have to worry about another. So there's three teams from the AFC South competing right. for a wild card, but one of them's going to win the division. Right. So. I guess it doesn't really matter. See, the instinct tells me to say go Jags because you can maybe gain a game on the division, but they're three games behind the division right now. I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers are for the North. Lose, what you're talking about? If right? the Steelers lose and the Ravens win. It's still not the Steelers enough. can't get to yeah. the, they can't win it. They're eliminated. But from even the if the Steelers win and the Ravens lose, I don't, I still don't think and you're it's, two games back. I still don't that's think you still can a catch lot it. Yeah. of dominoes that have to fall correctly for right. you to get to that week eighteen game, a game behind the Ravens in the standings. Now I guess it would kind of be taken off of life support if that were to happen. So yeah, I guess you do root for the Jags in that game. Just to, you know, kinda have a little bit of hope for that week eighteen game against Baltimore meaning something, meaning the division still. Because if the Ravens win and they're three games up with three games to play, I mean, all it takes is them winning one of those three games down the stretch to to ice the Steelers out. Now, the Browns mm-hmm. are still just a couple of games behind the Ravens, so they're still going to have a say in this as well down the stretch. But to ice the Steelers out of contention, the Ravens just really need, uh, in my mind, to pick up one more win. I know mathematically that won't be the case after Sunday, but it would just be a three-game lead with three <clears> games to go. Right. It would just be almost impossible for them to blow so yeah, I go root for the Jags, but you know, I can't. I'll say this: we kind of kept saying how nice it was to be in a position where you don't have to scoreboard watch as much at the end of the season, mm-hmm. where you don't have to rely on some other variables that are out of your control to come through for you to get into the playoffs. That has been the case since 2019, since the Ben injury. You know. Uh, it didn't fall their way that year in 2019. Right. Uh, they didn't take care of their own business. No. Then they lose the game against the Ravens, and they didn't get the help that they needed either if they would have mm-hmm. won that game. Because they were still alive even though they lost. Losing to the Jets was like the final straw. They still have kind they of chance They were still mathematically Ravens, alive. But they yeah. needed a lot of help. They didn't get it. You know, 2020, you go down on that hot start. You don't need any help. 2021, you get the help. You get into the playoffs unbelievably on the last week of the season. 2022, you do not get the help. You know, the Jets were not able to beat the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And you had to watch Miami go to Buffalo instead of you. So, you know, that right there, 21 and 22, is just a perfect encapsulation of how tight it is. It's such a 50-50 shot when you have to rely on other teams. And when they were sitting at, what was it, 7-4, and and we were projecting 9-4, and you know, we didn't know back then what the AFC would look like after those two weeks. But if they had just taken care of business, been to 9-4, and and the AFC – Acted the same way it had. There's no such thing as scoreboard watching for the Steelers right now. I now mean, you'd be you're, you're even, like a ninety percent chance seed. of getting into the yeah. into the playoffs right now. You'd have a two game lead on anybody that's outside a, of a playoff spot. So so much for the you'd comfortability. You'd be the five seed, and you'd be one game behind Baltimore. Game then you really need to scoreboard. But yeah, exactly. Be, your scoreboard watching would just be on the Ravens to see if the Jags exactly. Beat. So. <clears throat> it sucks because you had that opportunity to kind of make it easier on yourself, but. There's no use in crying over spilled milk at this point. You're back into that familiar spot where it's not only what you do, but it's kind of what is the rest of the league doing. It'd be a very nice help if Denver were to lose this game. It would help a lot if Cincy were to lose to an NFC team. and yeah, uh, Same with Denver and, and Detroit. It would really, and, and Buffalo for that matter. I mean, that's the other thing. You've got a bunch of NFC teams that can do your dirty work for you this week. So 
It really doesn't get much yeah, better Yeah, it's than not that. necessarily AFC teams beating up on each other, and you have one getting knocked down a peg and one, one kind of rising in the standings. And then even yeah. with the Houston thing, Tennessee's out of it. So Tennessee's not going to rise into the, into the picture. Exactly. There are no so, threat. So these yeah. are good matchups for you to watch. Uh, the and they're all winnable by the teams that you need to win. Minnesota, yeah. even though it's... Minnesota stink- is like the one that I'm least faithful in amazing. Right. For sure. Just because of the form that Minnesota is playing and, and Jake Brown. They're using do. they're on the third string quarterback. They're on the road. But if you look at Denver and Detroit, I think Detroit's, Detroit's gonna win reeling. that game. Maybe. I think Detroit's gonna win. Buffalo Dallas is gonna be maybe game of the year potential. That's gonna be great. Yeah, That's it's gonna like, be a great like game. Dallas wins, and I'm not surprised. I mean, so. Dallas is torching teams right now, even really good teams like the Eagles. Uh and then what was the other one? Tennessee. It's a rivalry game. Tennessee, we talked about Tennessee. If you know. Houston can lose 30 to, what, 6 against the Jets, they can lose on the road on to, Tuesday, the, to the Titans. On Tuesday, on our episode, we talked about the AFC South and how surprising the three teams are. And we said, and Tennessee at the bottom, you know, there's talent on that roster. That's not a pushover game. That's a that's a game that oh, yeah. is going to be tough for these teams down the stretch, especially AFC South teams. Uh, Vrabel's going to want to beat them. And uh, Vrabel is a coach that still has the – buy-in of that locker room and isn't really going anywhere. So I, I think that Tennessee is a very tricky matchup for these teams down the stretch, especially, I mean, a team like Stroud, led by Stroud and Ryans, trying to finish off the job for their first time ever, now they have to go up against somebody who's done it a couple times. Rable, He's been to yeah. an AFC championship right. game already. So they won't be a pushover, that's for sure. So the matchups this week are are pretty good for your Steelers. Pretty, pretty good pretty as far good. as scoreboard watching goes. But the main thing is is getting the upper hand on your scoreboard against these Indianapolis Colts. And Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. It's such a weird team to me, Jacob, because you look at their— The Steelers or the Colts? The Colts. Okay. You look at their offense, and they're middle of the pack to be- slightly below the pack on almost all statistical categories, but they're good at scoring points. They're like eighth in scoring or, or towards the top 12 in scoring. And then on defense, it's kind of the, you know, they're okay middle of the pack on a lot of defensive categories, and then they're like the fourth worst in scoring defense. They yeah. allow like 26 points per game, so— no matter what side of the football, the end zones get a lot of work. The scoreboard operator gets a lot of work when the Colts are playing a football game. And what worries me about that is, A, we saw the Steelers go up against in a abysmal defense. defense in the Arizona yeah. Cardinals, and, and that didn't translate. Score, it right? didn't translate to them scoring points. B, it looks like the way that you beat the Colts is you, you got to score. Like, you got to right. put up points to win this game. And, their defense doesn't offer much in the form of stiff resistance to that, but you know they kind of like to get into shootouts. They kind of like a high-scoring football game, and that's just not in your DNA. And if the game was in Pittsburgh, I, I favor you know making the Colts play to your style more so than it being in Indianapolis. Definitely, I I I don't really foresee a Steelers win on Saturday. Are you afternoon. nervous about that? I'm nervous. Oh, I'm very it. nervous. I think a lot of people are kind of talking themselves into a Steelers win, and I just don't see how that happens. I think the only reason they're talking themselves into a Steelers win too is that just this is how it goes, they, right? Like yeah. that's their you'll main lose back to back to really bad teams, and then you go out and you pull off an impressive the, uh, win. We've seen this movie a thousand times. Yeah. that's the main argument that people way are too using. many times, way too many times in our lifetimes. But I guess I guess so. But if you're just using 
unbiased logic and looking at this game in a vacuum, the Steelers should definitely be the underdog in this game. I mean, they're very similar teams. They're both 7-6, and six, obviously. Uh, both have had some head-scratching losses. Both have had some wins that have made you go, okay, it's a pretty decent win from the Colts, from the Steelers. I will say this, though. With the Colts being favored in this game, I think a lot of it has to do with just the home field advantage aspect. Although the Colts, you know, they're not world beater status at home this year. Uh, they're two and four in Indy in the Steelers. No, it's not like the, the, Steelers the old days of the, the RCA dome where they would pump ambient <laughs> crowd noise Maybe in they to still make it do even that, louder. It's not, not as effective, but they're two and four in Indy. The Steelers are three and two on the road. So. It's not exactly like it's been this amazing home field advantage for Indianapolis, right. but the home team always usually gets three points when deciding a spread uh, via Vegas. So that's uh, a reason why I'm not surprised because it's right around three or under three. <coughs> so, you know, yeah. that just seems like they think it's the even game. We'll throw a couple points in the uh, direction of the, the road team, as is tradition. So, you know, I think... Uh, Vegas thinks these teams are very equal. I think the eye test would tell you that these teams are very equal. You know, defensively, I mentioned how they give up a lot of points, the Colts do, and they are kind of mediocre in all the other categories, you know, yardage, passing, against, and against the run, they're really bad. They're, they're getting worse, too, against the run. Yeah, I think I saw Williamson say they're averaging, like, their last handful of games, like 140 yards, yards per ground. game, yeah. But they have 21 takeaways, which is tied with your Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. And they sack the quarterback 3.2 times per mm. game. Is that is more than the Steelers? For, more than the Steelers yeah. per game. So that's tied for third most in the NFL. And they got names on that defensive side of the ball, like recognizable guys like DeForest Buckner and right. Quiddy Pay and Zaire Franklin, who, I mean, he's a seventh-round pick in 2018. You know, Shaq Leonard gets hurt. Zaire Franklin, paying his dues, finally gets a chance, and he leads the NFL in tackles and is playing so well that the Colts are now comfortable with letting Shaq Leonard go mm-hmm. because of his injuries and, and and Zaire Franklin being a much better player in 2023 and, and on an all-pro kind of level uh, in 2023 for Zaire Franklin. So there's names on that defense and there's splash on that defense. And that can worry you a little bit too when your quarterback is your backup who hasn't proven to be as careful with the football as your starter, Kenny Pickett, has. This is a defense that is opportunistic, has a lot of splash, and takes the ball away just as much as your defense does. And you see how how often and how big your defense comes up in those turnover cat- with those turnovers. Colts are the same way. So, well, yeah, they, have a, really, they have a pretty good offense, and they're as you said, they're great at taking the ball away. Wearisome so about Mitch yeah. in this game, for sure, Definitely. Uh, with how splashy the Colts are. I'm sure he'll be on a very short leash, too. Do you think... Let's wrap up there. I don't think he is going to be on a short lease. Really? I think it's Mitch's job. You just I think, think he's it's kind of like, well, no matter what, well, we're just kind of biting our... Well, let's not say no matter t- what. If there's four interceptions well, yeah, by halftime... I'm not, no, I'm not saying worst case scenario. I'm saying if it's more of the same of what you saw on Thursday night... I think you're going to stick with Mitch. They know what they got in Mason. You're, they, just kind of, you're just kind of biding your time until Kenny can come back. They're comfortable with what they think they have in Mason. They, they think with what their opinion is, is the correct opinion. They don't need to see much more. That's how I, I land on that. So yeah, but what more do you cat, need to see out the, of Mitch? You know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing. It's Jacob. a two sided like, coin. Know. Like, there's just what's the point? They're not. It's not going to get any better. Yeah, 
Unless the catastrophe happens, because if he throws like four interceptions, you well, got to take him if, out of if the he, game. If he is under a hundred yards and has two picks in the first half, what are you doing coming out of the second? That's, I'm thinking about it. I still might pull Mitch though. I mean, I'm, think I'm about it. Think about, about it, it, Tom. We're talking about under a hundred yards in the first half and two picks. He had essentially until the last drive of the of the game for the Steelers, which was meaningless. He had under a hundred yards and two picks. Right, and Tomlin said in his post game now that he could have been lying to <clears> us and being, you know. How are we going to possibly know? Coaches lie all the time, and it's a strategic advantage to lie about that, and it's an advantage to you know, not show your cards not just to the media but to your own team, to not let them know what you were truly thinking. Uh, but he said he had no consideration of going to Mason in that right. game. Right, in no, that game. No thought in of that going to Mason, game. and you just laid it out. He was under 100 yards, and he had two For the game. So it's going to have to be like real bad for them to pull that trigger. I think and it's got to be something where it's scoreboard indicative. Mitch has where, never thrown a pick six. If it's his first pick six, I mean, then maybe you start I don't know. Because that's that's not... Yeah, he's responsible for throwing the interception, but there's ten other guys in the field that could help him care, ca- tackle oh, the ball. Oh, I disagree. Unless it's like a blatant... It's exactly. like one of the ones we saw early I mean, out of Kenny, oh, where see. it was like a blatant... Like, yeah, each, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad if ball. If you throw the, it in the middle of the field at their own 20... And yeah, it right. Takes it but that could happen. The house, that's some good punt returning, honestly, right. there. But, I mean, if you throw an out, sure, he jumps but, it, you he know, takes know, either could happen. You can't untouched. blame Mitch if it's the former. You can blame him if it's the latter. But what I was trying to say, if it's scoreboard indicative... If the Steelers are running the ball really well, like a lot of the teams have recently against the Colts, and they've been driving, they're doing, they're showing signs of life on the run, and they get into the red zone, and they come away with three points because they put the ball in Mitch's hands. Or they're getting to midfield, they're just about midfield, and there's a turnover. And the score at halftime, if it's Indianapolis like 14, Pittsburgh 3, when it could have been like something like four, Indianapolis 14, 14, Pittsburgh, like 13 or 10, then I think there's a chance to. If he's really preventing them from keeping themselves in the game, I think there's a chance. If the run game is not working and Jalen Warren and Najee Harris are both struggling, then I don't think you bench Mitch because that just shows the whole team is struggling. You can get up with the latest sideline apparel hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acushore Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets, or visit us online at shop.steelers.com. It doesn't say this in my ad read, but I'm sure they got some nice holiday-themed oh, yeah. apparel in there. You know, Maybe some ornaments, you know, maybe some ugly sweaters. Speaking of that, can I have that yellow hoodie that you always no, wear? you cannot. This is my new favorite Pittsburgh Steelers yellow oh, hoodie. It's sick. It is very sick. And guess where I got it? From the official pro shop located at Acrisure Stadium, the Tanker Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. All right, you mentioned the running game a little bit there, wrapping up your thought. I want to get back into that because sure. that is the best way to attack this Colts team. That's how everybody's been attacking this Colts team. That's how the Bengals had a lot of success against them. So we'll talk about the ground and pound aspect of this game against Indy as we keep marching our way towards Saturday in a Big, big game with playoff implications against the Colts. We'll talk about the run game next on the Steelers Standard. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.